Welcome to the favorites. I am Chad Millman from the Action Network. It is Wednesday, the week between the Super Bowl and the conference championship games, which were this past Sunday, and they were insane. Um, so as usual, I'm going to have Bob Scucci on. So we're going to talk about this. I'm a little depressed about all of it still. It's hard for me to get over it. Let me bring the man on. Mr. Bob Scucci from New Orleans and all the Boyd Gaming books in the state of Nevada. How are you, man? I'm good. How are you? What's going on? You don't sound good. <laughs> it's a rough weekend, man. Tell me. I mean, it was a rough weekend for me too. I mean, we escaped. We, we ended up a little bit of a little bit of a winner, but uh, that Rams game was just ugly. I mean, uh, we, we talked about it. we opened three and a half, um, went down to three. Everything was on the Rams money line. The Rams. Um, we needed we needed the Saints. We thought we had it there, and just uh, slipped away. You know, I, I just watching all the the Saints players and coaches in the post game interviews i i felt like it was me <laughs> on there because expressing my exact disappointment <laughs> i feel you man like tell me what you were thinking when when that play happened i mean there's only one play to talk about yeah i, I mean i just was looking for the flag you know i'm just used to watching uh on the bottom part of the screen like everybody else waiting for the the little yellow light to come on the bottom of the screen and say flag and i never saw it and then sometimes you know they they don't show it but then you see the uh the the referee you know a a, a, a shot of the ref making the call and it was so loud in the sports book i really couldn't hear uh the the sound on the tv so i was just like everybody else just waiting to see a ref with the signal of pass interference and uh never came and then it was just shock i'm like that was the game right there because you know the field goal did us really no good. Uh, we were looking for the touchdown. So when when they had that long kind of hail mary pass to to get down to like the eleven or twelve yard line, uh, we're thinking, okay, we got a shot for the Saints to get the touchdown, cover the three and a half points, and uh, and then game over. Uh, so the field goal was better than losing the game outright, but it still wasn't as good as the touchdown. So uh, that that call really. You know, changed everything for everybody. Did you see that today? Um, today's Tuesday. We're recording on Tuesday. A Saints season ticket holder sued the NFL. <laughs> I, I I didn't see that, but um, I I saw a lot of different uh, kind of promotions uh, trying to kind of capitalize on things. Uh, uh, you know, for 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 many years in Las Vegas, any kind any kind of thing that happens like this, the, you know, once you pay out uh, a side, I mean, that's pretty much it. You can go back and and start saying, uh, okay, we're we're stripping this team like the like the USC national championship team. We're stripping them of their uh, national championship ten years later, and then out of the woodwork, we get people from that had tickets on Auburn that year saying, well, listen, Auburn won the national championship because they stripped USC and we, we would like to get paid. So it's a dangerous road to go down when you start uh, 
trying to change re- and rewrite history after the fact. I mean, it was a bad call. Everyone admits it, it's a bad call, but that's <laughs> accept the consequences and let's let's move on. What do you think of? Uh... There is a company, a new gaming company in New Jersey called PointsBet. Yeah. That offered refunds to everybody who had the Saints minus three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that, and it's uh, and it's a promotion. You know, they uh, they were able to go in and look and see how much it would cost the company if they did it. It's up to a hundred dollars. So I'd hate to be the guy with a hundred and ten dollar bet that says, "I'm sorry, it's up to a <laughs> hundred." You know, or or I'm not sure if they would honor everything up to a hundred and then. You know, like if you have a two thousand dollar ticket, do they honor it up to a hundred? I don't know, but it, but it's basically a promotion. It's an upstart company that's probably going to be spending thousands and thousands of dollars on uh, advertising anyway, just to get their name out there. So this was uh, kind of an inexpensive way to kind of, uh, uh, like I said, capitalize on what happened in the game. I was so heavily invested on the Saints. At one point, um, you could live bet that game. And you could have had uh, the Rams at plus 11 and a half. And I did not bet that. But I did double down and bet the Saints minus two and a half. Um, I did bet the over 45 and a half. I live bet that. But basically everything I wanted lost, right? And I also had like a Saints-Chiefs money line parlay, which was no fun. And in addition to having the Chiefs minus three. But I did have the over in that game, so that felt good. And... After the game, I walked into the kitchen, and my wife was in there on Sunday night. And she's like, what's going on? And I'm like, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Like, in every way, everything we needed, we lost. And she's like, oh, my God, what happened? And I told her about Greg Zerline and the field goals. And my wife is so sweet and, like, only sees good and light. And she's like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I know. She goes, that is so exciting for the kicker. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, that's what you're taking from this whole thing. Like I lost all these bets. I'm in misery. I haven't spoken to anybody in five hours because of this. Our son left the house. I didn't even know he was gone because I was so locked in on these games. And the only thing you can take away from this is that you're really happy for the kicker for the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it seems like a really big deal. <laughs> that would have never occurred to me. Yeah. Never. <laughs> not once did I think, I'm sad I lost the bet, but yeah. I am so excited for Greg Zerline because he really, <laughs> it really seems like that's cool. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. That's that's like the consolation to say, yeah, you know what? I got annihilated today, but God, I feel good. All I'm Zerline. thinking is, fuck you, Greg Zerline. <laughs> Fuck you for booming a 57-yard field goal that nobody had any business making that cost me money. Uh, so you did you lay three or three and a half? Three. Okay. So you were – so it didn't – I know a lot of people that laid three and a half were, uh, were kind of looking for the touchdown in overtime, which, you know, that's what you have to hope for. Well, listen, I was point, hoping right? – honestly, I got a little greedy, okay? So I was hoping for um, – it was 23. 2020, right? Yeah, it was 2020 when they threw that pass to Ted Ginn. And I was thinking to myself, oh my God, I've got a chance to get the touchdown, have this cover the Saints bet, and get the over. Uh, yeah. And then all that all went to, to hell, right? So then it's 23-20. And then I, even though like I had the Saints future, I had the Saints money line parlay, 
Like I had all this stuff tied up in the Saints. I I was going to push the minus three. I kind of got greedy and I thought I'd be okay with the Rams driving down the field goal, driving down the field, kicking a field goal, getting me my over and give me a chance to win my side <laughs> and stay alive for the money line parlay. Oh, I no. actually thought that. How awful yeah. is that? <laughs> what I was like rooting for one bet against three, but I was so like intent because I was going to be so close to winning. Like I had 45 and a half. I needed to get the 46. I'm like, mm-hmm. are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. How awful is that thinking? That's pretty awful. <laughs> I got to tell you, that's awful. Do you think I jinxed people? It's it, You single-handedly took down the Saints, let me just tell you. Because if you had been rooting the way you're supposed to be rooting, they probably would have won. No joke. <laughs> if I had been rooting for the Saints in the appropriate way just to win outright, yeah, none of this would have happened. Exactly. A bad person. Damn it. Mm. At, I least, could, I, at least I won the over in the Chiefs game. Yeah, you know, it was disappointing for us. Like, we were able to kind of put in a bunch of scores in the system to see how much we win or lose on, you know, the, the called what-ifs. And uh, we're doing a bunch of what-ifs on the Patriots game after the Rams, and we're like, there's no way to win on this next game. There was no score that put us in a positive. Uh, now, I mean, we were up a little bit on the on the – after the Saints-Rams game, even though, you know, when you lose a game, there's still a lot of losing tickets that, you know, a lot of parlays don't kick in yet. So you're kind of in the plus, and we're doing all the what-ifs in the second game, and we lose every every scenario, Patriots and over, Patriots and under, Chiefs and over, Chiefs and under. The only possible way we were going to win is if the Chiefs had won by exactly one or two, and it stayed under. <laughs> so we weren't hoping for much there, were we? Uh, and we had, we had a shot actually, but uh, not not much of one. And uh, so anyway, we it, it uh, uh, that's how big the Saints Rams game was for us. And then going into the Patriots game, I mean, exciting, exciting to watch. But it's kind of at that point the wind was out of my sails because now it's just a matter of how much we're we going to lose on this game. So I probably wasn't watching it with as much emotion as some other people. Um. I got to talk about the fact that this is the episode where we launched the Get Your Prop Up in Vegas contest. Yeah. So every year, uh, Scooch and I, if you're new to the podcast, but every year, Scooch offers the opportunity for a fan to get their own prop up on the board at the Orleans in Las Vegas. Um, So it's a really great contest. And later on in the show, we're going to have a lot of fun because a former winner – and a guy who entered last year and got mentioned on the podcast um, have a great story of meeting because of the podcast and the Get Your Prop Up in Vegas contest. They're going to come on the show. They're going to talk about sort of that story and how serendipitous it is, and it's just funny. Um, they're both funny guys, and since it's one of the past winners of the contest too, so he can give you his secrets. Um, but it's really a blast. Scooch, tell people, give people some of your parameters. Yeah, so it's got to be something interesting, something that can generate a little bit of a conversation. But the thing to keep in mind is it has to fall within the uh, Nevada gaming uh, regulations, meaning you can't have a prop. We can't put a prop up that says how many times is the camera going to flash to somebody's wife or how many, uh, you know, what color is the, uh, the, the Gatorade that they 
pour on the coach or uh, the length of the national anthem. Uh, these are the kind of things that maybe they're able to do in faraway jurisdictions, but we're governed by the Gaming Control Board, and we have to go to an official site for the results, and that official site, in this case, will be NFL. Uh, dot com or the NFL website or the NFL's official stats. So it has to be decided kind of on the field of play. But it doesn't mean we can't get really creative in that. Uh, we've had some really great ones over the over the past year. So uh, that's why uh, um, it's kind of fun to kind of see how much you can push the line and still be kind of within the regulations. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, if you want to enter the contest, go to – you have to email – uh, because what we need is your address. We need to be able to get in touch with you if you win. And so go to favoritesprop at gmail.com, F-A-V-O-R-I-T-E-S-P-R-O-P at gmail.com, favoritesprop at gmail.com. Go there to enter. You have until um, Sunday afternoon to enter. Scooch and I need the answers by Monday morning because we are going to announce the winner in a live uh, podcast we are doing on January 28th at Foley's in Manhattan at 6 p.m. We will announce the winner uh, there, and that podcast will be out during the week, and so you'll be able to hear it, and you'll find out, but your pot, your, the winner will already know, and you'll get your prop up in Las Vegas uh, at the Orleans, and it'll go up by that Wednesday. Isn't that right, Scooch? That's right. So, we, yeah, it doesn't give us much time to sift through all these, but, right. uh, yeah, get them in. Favoritesprop at gmail.com. Favoritesprop at gmail.com. Get them in by Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Have you posted props yet? We are working on them. And it was funny because uh, <laughs> everybody can't wait for these props to come out. And we put them up the same time every year. As everyone in town, it's usually about a week before 90% of them come out. But yet every year, people have a short memory because on Monday or Tuesday, they're just all asking for the prop. Where are the props? Where are the props? Like, like as soon as the game ends on Sunday night, we're like furiously entering everything into the computer and getting them out there. I mean, there's a lot of work involved in these things. Yeah, it's massive. But it's amazing to me like how much people love props now and like yeah. the Super Bowl props especially. It'll be a big part of the show we do in the live podcast. Obviously for Action Network, uh, go download the free app and actionnetwork.com. Massive amount of props coverage that we're going to do. We love player props. We're doing them every week on the site anyway. So um, you can imagine how we're just going to double down, pun intended, on player props and props in general for the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, it's, go ahead. Can't wait. Listen. No, that's good. Well, well, I'm cutting you off because I want to talk about yeah. one thing because I want to get to the guests and we're going to have a much longer conversation next week when we talk about all the props and uh, the lines and sort of how they're moving. But we do have to have an initial conversation about how Vegas opened the line the line move and your initial take. Yeah. So, you know, we have the, um, the, all the possible lines, uh, as the NFC and AFC championships are still going, uh, going on. And almost every scenario had the NFC favored by one and a half to two points prior to both games starting. It was going to be almost every scenario, uh, was going to be either the saints one or two or the Rams one or two versus either the Patriots or the Chiefs. So that really didn't change much. Now, we didn't see anything kind of out of the ordinary that just made us feel that the line should have been much different than that. So uh, so we did hang the Rams uh, minus one. And out of the gate, 
I mean, out of the gate, it was furious, just bet after bet, sharp guys just pounding on the Patriots. So we quickly went from uh, the Rams minus one to the Saints minus one, uh, stood there for maybe about uh, 30 minutes, an hour, and then another wave came in, and suddenly we started seeing one and a half, twos popping up. So uh, we took some money at minus one and a half, went to two. I think the bulk of the Patriots money we took was at minus two uh, before we went to two and a half. And then all all day Monday was just every bet was minus the two and a half, minus the two and a half. Um, this was one of the most lopsided uh, games we've seen probably since the Broncos played the Seahawks. I remember a similar line movement when we hung the game pick and we closed the uh, Broncos a two and a half point favorite. Uh, so I don't know if we'll get the same result, but uh, that that was one of the biggest wins the state ever had in that Super Bowl. So I would imagine that this Super Bowl will either be one of the biggest losses or one of the biggest wins because of how lopsided the betting is. Wow. Where do you think Hey, why do you think they started betting the Patriots so heavily? It's not like the wise guys to be that influenced by what they're seeing most recently from a team. Yeah, I'm not really sure what they saw that we didn't see. I mean, again, we didn't see a need for too big of an adjustment based of, off of what we had the lines, um, you know, prior to prior to the game starting. I mean, the only the only question mark was was maybe Gurley and 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 the impact that he did have or didn't have in that game and whether or not he'll be a factor in the in 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 the Super Bowl uh that that may have been one of the the deciding factors but uh we we really didn't see anything else that would make us want to change the line from you know one to two and a half the other side a three and a half point line move uh so uh I I spoke with a lot of the kind of odds makers that that I've worked with over the years and they feel pretty confident that still even after the fact that no we're pretty good with our number that the Rams should be a one-point favorite that's what we have you know the the betting will dictate the line which it has but uh they they feel pretty comfortable in uh needing the Rams in this one and when are you going to go to three I I mean we we may Again, if I can make a parallel to uh, that Broncos-Seahawks game, which I said I would never go to three in that one, and Sunday right around 1 o'clock Vegas time, <laughs> I had enough. <laughs> I got so much money on the on the Broncos that I finally went to three, and it just got gobbled up, and then within five minutes I went back to, five, to two and a half. So if anything, it'll be closer to game time if if I go to three. I um... certainly... Certainly looks like it will go, though. I heard from a bookmaker today. I saw it. Maybe I saw it on Twitter. Um, he went to three just to experiment, and it lasted for less than 18 minutes. Wow. Well, I mean, everyone that likes the Rams now is going to wait. So there, if if there were people, I will say I will say one thing. I went to two and a half. Uh, when there were still one and a half in town, I did kind of the same thing Sunday night, where I wanted to test the waters and see if anyone would grab the ram so i went to two and a half and immediately got a plus two and a half uh bet from from one of the sharp guys that i've i've known over the years but then everyone else came up to two and a half and then that was the end of it and then there were no more sharp action uh, on the rams at all 
So, again, if there are people out there that want the Rams, I would imagine that they're all sitting there waiting to see if they can grab a three, either now or closer to game time, because they're pretty confident now that it's not going to go back down to two or one and a half. So they know they can get plus two and a half. That's guaranteed, but it's better to wait to see if they can get plus three. Do you think it's better, it's of more value to bet on the Rams on the money line? If it's a two and a half, it's that short? Yeah, that's what everyone does. And so, again, that was the reason for the uh, – when I said that the Chiefs-Patriots game last Sunday, that the only way we could win is if the Chiefs won by one or two. And that was the reason, because everyone that was betting the Patriots were not only taking the points, but a lot of them were just taking the Patriots on the money line. So it, that's usually our best-case scenario when the favorite wins and doesn't cover in a Super Bowl. Because most people, the average bettors, the, the guys that are coming up just betting 50 bucks, 100 bucks, if they're going to take the dog, they usually want odds. They want, you know, plus 130, plus 140, whatever they can get. Nobody likes to lay 150 to win a dollar. So the people that are betting the favorite are laying the points, laying the two and a half, and the people that are taking the dog are taking them on the money line. So, again, it would be our best-case scenario if uh, the Patriots won by either one or two. I really want to bet the Rams. Now, I will say, I mean, <laughs> we have not had good luck with the Patriots. I mean, they've this is their, what, ninth Super Bowl. The very first one, uh, when they played the Rams back in one uh, we got annihilated uh, on on the money line because the the Rams were in a they closed an eleven and a half point dog with us, and everybody had them uh, on the on the money line at three to one, four to one, whatever they can whatever they got, and we got crushed on that one. And then more recently, out of the last uh, five Super Bowls the Patriots were in, we lost every one of them. Uh, when I say lost, I mean we had. Our, our worst outcome. Sometimes we can still have our worst possible scenario and still come out on the plus side and hold, you know, a half of 1% or 1%, but it's, it's not the winning combination. Um, you know, last year we needed the Patriots to, to beat the Eagles. We lost that one a couple of years ago when Seattle was on the one yard line, we needed Seattle to beat the Patriots. We lost that one. Uh, it, it, we just haven't had, had great luck with the Patriots. You had, <laughs> Uh, you just said in the first Super Bowl, the Patriots closed as 11.5-point dogs to the Rams, and you had 3-1 to one money on the Patriots on the money line? No, I think it was higher because it, it, uh, it was minus $6. I think they were plus four, plus 400. Wow. Yeah. And you had a ton of money on that. Oh, yeah. Yep. That was the year I think uh, uh, even uh, Charles Barkley had bet uh, – uh, at one of the other properties, he he made a big bet on the money line, and, and it was kind of well publicized that he uh, that he had the Patriots uh, to win straight up. Wow! And then that was kind of the beginning of the whole fad of betting the the big dogs to win straight up, because then twice the Giants were big big underdogs against the Patriots, and everybody bet the Giants to win straight up. We lost both of those too. <laughs> oh my God. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking some notes because I'm working on a story about all the years in which the Patriots have been in the Super Bowl and betters have gotten just fucked. But it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like more likely like betters do okay. It's the books that get fucked. Yeah, I think the only one where the where the betting public got screwed was uh, the Eagles 
Patriots with Donovan McNabb and uh, the Patriots won but didn't cover. And again, that was our you know our best outcome. Yeah, yeah, I remember that game. But yeah, the recently ugh, hasn't been good. Well, not for you. Not for us. Yeah. yeah. Even that that ugly Falcons game, we finally thought the the Patriots and Falcons that we were on the right side because we needed the Falcons in that one, and then they come storming back to kill us. But last year you needed the Eagles. We didn't need the Eagles. We needed the Patriots last year. Oh, you did. Yeah. That's that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone came came in on the Eagles. But doesn't a lot of this get balanced out now with like all the props, like it. yeah, so that's what I'm saying. When I say we lose, like if you look statistically for the state of Nevada, there's really only been a couple of years where the entire state uh, actually comes out in the negative. But you have to understand that includes all the future bets. It includes all the props, all the parlay cards, all the first half, the second half. So, it you know, it, it doesn't single out just the side and total and money line of the game itself. There's been many times where we lose big on the game itself and then make it back in either futures or, uh, like I said, first and second half wagering or or the props. Mm. The Patriots, they do wonders, man. So, like, (laughs) now if I want to bet the Rams, I probably want to bet them on the money line, which I'm going to do. I think that's what I'm going to do. What do you think of the total, highest total ever? Does that make you nervous at all? Yeah, we tried to make it as high as we can. We got pounded on the under. Uh, we were as high as 58 and a half. We're down to, actually, we were as high as uh, 59, and we're down to 57 and a half right now. The The sharp guys can't get enough of the under. Um, and, uh, you know, the first half of both these games looked like, uh, you know, <laughs> that the defenses would, would prevail, and that's what I guess the sharp guys are looking for uh, in the Super Bowl. But, um uh, we all the public money is on is going to be on parlays with either side tied to the over. So we know that going into it, uh, it, it always kind of sucks that we have to keep the total as low as it is now because we know the sharp guys are betting it two weeks ahead of time. But then by closer to game day, you'll probably see this thing go right back up to 58, 58 and a half, maybe even 59. Yeah. Scooch, I want to I want to get us to our guests, our our prop contest friends, the people that we brought together. Um, I want to remind people: enter the get your prop up in Vegas contest. Favoritesprop at gmail dot com. Favoritesprop at gmail dot com. Get your entries in by Sunday. Favoritesprop at gmail dot com. Next up, we're going to go to some very nice guys who met because of the prop contest, and they're going to tell us how one of them won the prop contest. All right, Scooch, we're going to have more talk in a minute, but first I want to tell you guys about Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon's mission is simple. Make sure all your basics and beyond are smartly designed, and shopping for them is easy and convenient. And frankly, Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. It's true. I know it. I'm a customer. Mack Weldon believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. I have gone onto the site. It was so easy. It was actually kind of fun to scroll through and see what I'm going to get. Mack Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, personal favorite, and sweatpants and more. 
that you will ever wear. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. They want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you. No questions asked. That's a lot of trust right there, people. Not only does Mack Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too. It's good for working out, going to work, going on dates, just everyday life. I shopped on the site. I bought a hoodie because my 12-year-old son, he loves hoodies. He got me a hoodie over the holidays. I looked really good in it. I wanted more hoodies. It's fantastic. I do it basically whenever I'm with my kid which is nonstop on the weekends. I wear it all over the place. Couldn't it be more comfortable or useful? For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code ACTION at checkout. That's MacWeldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com and enter the promo code ACTION at checkout. No joke, folks. This is comfortable clothes that's easy to buy. Go get some. All right, folks, as promised in the beginning of the show, I have a heartwarming, sentimental story in which the Get Your Prop Up in Vegas contest is at the center of. Um, We've been doing this contest for years. Scooch and I used to do it over at uh, ESPN. Um, We have brought it over to the Action Network. We did it last year. Uh, It's fantastic. And um, right now I have two former entrants from the super from the uh, prop contest, I almost called it the super contest, Scooch, and that would have made you sad. Um, from the get your prop up in Vegas contest, it's a super prop contest. It is a very super prop contest. From your get your prop up in Vegas contest, one is a former winner, one is um, an entrant who got a shout out on the podcast last year, uh, and the story of them together is truly wonderful and can only happen because of gambling and this podcast. First up, we're going to go with Brian and you first because Brian didn't win, so I want to save it for the winner. I want the winner to go second. Brian, what's going on, brother? Hey, Chad. How are you? Good. Uh, All right, so Brian, remind everybody where you're from and the uh, prop you entered into the contest last year. Uh, So I'm from New York, uh, and... Last year, I entered my prop bet, the Big Baller Bet, uh, somewhat of a play on the Big Baller brand, which swept the nation uh, last year. Uh, And that prop bet was essentially uh, odds on any football player scoring a touchdown. Uh, Brady, Brandon Cooks at the time, who was still in the Patriots, Garrett Blount, um, so on and so forth. And, I mean, it was more of a gimmick than anything else with the, uh, with the big baller, uh, name, which is why I guess it's a runner up rather than the winner. But, uh, at least I got the shout out. You got the shout out. I think I remember we just liked it for its creativity. We liked the way it connected to pop culture. Um, it's so funny. Like you watch movies that have pop culture references and the best ones, they, they often feel dated after the fact. And like, Scooch, in retrospect, I'm so glad we didn't choose this because... Like, <laughs> Thanks, Chad. How, <laughs> how dated. Like, it, just, <laughs> it wouldn't stand the test of time. You know what I mean? And we are, about, we are about being in a time capsule and being relevant 30 years from now. And I can't think of anybody who's going to be less relevant 
than the Big Baller brand. So um, I'm glad we didn't yeah. choose it. What about you, Scooch, in retrospect? Well, all of the props are always supposed to be topical and topical of, of, of that particular time. If you go back to a lot of the ones that we used, uh, they were just relevant at the time. And I don't know that any of them really can stand uh, the test of time 10, 15 years later. Why do you hate me? <laughs> uh, I'm just just being real. You are being real, but it's also a good point. Like you want to part of the, you know, and and Brian was sort of playing to the spirit of the contest. You want to get something out there that people are going to be excited about, that they're going to feel connected to, that makes them giggle, right? Like, oh my God, I've got to get the big baller. I've got to bet the big baller prop because, like, who doesn't want to bet on that? It's like, okay, I'm. You know what? I'm totally wrong. I don't know why we didn't have Brian win last year. <laughs> it's, it's too late, Chad. You already threw me under the bus. Looking back on it, maybe we should have. Let's get to Brian's. Yeah. Let's get to Brian's friend. Uh, next up on the podcast, one of our favorite props of all time. Speaking of pop culture props, the Millennium Falcon prop. That was, I believe, 2014, 15, from Mr. Evan Young. Evan, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, How are you? Very good to be back. Good. How about yourself? I remember Evan being very funny. No pressure. Hi. Well, down. yeah, right. <laughs> Evan, remind everybody uh, where you're from and what your prop was. Uh, from Philadelphia, originally. So last year, when I was not on the podcast, but the Eagles did the did the damn thing. Uh, that was that was fun. Uh, but living in New York now, went to went to school in New York, and two years ago it was Falcons versus Patriots, and my prop was the Atlanta Millennium Falcon prop. You know, copyright huge. Remember? <laughs> um, but so the Atlanta Millennium Falcon, the whole prop was whether or not Matt Ryan would be a Millennium Falcon. So we know a millennium is a thousand, and uh, the prop was: Will the product of his completions and attempts be over under a thousand? Or I think the line set was nine hundred ninety-nine point five. That is a genius uh, prop. To this day, <laughs> I still love that prop. Scooch, give me a response. Yeah, that was topical too because of the the, the whole. Star Wars thing that year, right? I mean, I'm not the pop pop culture guy, but uh, you know that was extremely relevant to me. These are two great examples of what the props need to be if you want to win this contest. Um, but even better, like Brian, tell me the story of how uh, you two became friends. Yeah, so uh, a few years ago, I. Listen to you guys interview Evan after he won the prop bet contest with his Millennium Falcon. And, you know, I heard the name and it sounded somewhat familiar. So naturally I went to social media and kind of did some research and realized we had some mutual friends. Um, but at that point I didn't actually reach out to him yet. Um, and a few months later, we ended up talking at a rehearsal dinner for a few of our mutual friends where uh, his girlfriend, now fiance, is, uh, was a bridesmaid and I was a groomsman. And yeah, we, you know, 
I approached him and then we just, you know, nerded out like a couple, um, couple degenerates. That is a beautiful story. Like, <laughs> why didn't you just reach out to him immediately? What were, what was, why were you waiting? I mean, it was, you know, it was a little weird, kind of cold calling and kind of saying, Hey, I heard you on a podcast. I don't really know you, but what's up? <laughs> You shouldn't be so shy. When you approached him at the wedding, how, what happened? Were you like, hey, dude, I heard you on the podcast? Or like, hey, yeah. uh, like, I want to hook up with one of the the people in the wedding shower and yeah. the bridesmaids, and like, I want to make sure it's not your girlfriend? Like, How do you do that? No, no. So, I mean, my, my girlfriend was also part of the uh, bridal party, too. So you so. definitely, definitely want uh, to hook up with someone yeah. who was in the bridal party. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess I already had that covered, but... Um, yeah, I mean, that's basically how I approached them with, with the, uh, you know, I heard you on the podcast. That's awesome. Evan, when he approached you. What a great you, story. Were you, like, were you like, this guy's a freak? Or were you like immediately excited because you're like, oh my God, I'm famous. He knows me from the podcast. Exactly. I mean, fame just goes right to my head, you know. I have a huge ego, so <laughs> it, was, uh, it was great. No, I, was, I loved, uh, I, I mean, 95% of the conversations I have in life are about sports and, and sports betting. So I was, I felt right at home anyway. Uh, it was, it was just great to, to meet someone also interested in, in the field and, uh, yeah, just get to get to know Brian better and become, become good friends. You're going to get married. Is Brian going to be in the wedding party? Uh, he's not in the wedding party, but he is going to hope. I mean, I, he will be invited. <laughs> no way. He's going to the wedding. Oh <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> That is Brian. Are you going to go to the wedding? Yeah, I would have missed it. Are you going to write him a check? Or are you going to like buy him a present from that he like registered for? <laughs> uh, I got something in mind. I'll take care of him. You will. Okay. No, that's good. You of probably you. get me like a sports betting <laughs> ticket, right? I mean, maybe give me, maybe buy me a future oh, yeah. on, uh, on on some some uh, NFL. Oh, yeah. I love that idea. We just had, uh, you know, for the holidays, we did like office gifts and stuff. And one of our guys named Stucky um, bought Scott Miller, who runs everything for us on the editorial side, a futures ticket for the Chiefs because he's a massive Chiefs fan. He bought them a uh, he bought him a futures ticket on the Chiefs. Sadly, it didn't work out. <laughs> I love that idea. Buy him like a future, like a parlay futures ticket on the Eagles, Sixers, and Flyers to win their championships. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Yeah, I'll, definitely, definitely the Eagles ones. I don't know uh, about those other three if, or other two if he wants that is cash. Evan, is the wedding in New York? It is. Oh my God, I can't wait to go. When, when is it? <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> Memorial Day weekend. And May. you know what you should really do? I should perform What's the wedding. I should perform the wedding. <laughs> we. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Unfortunately, we already do. Ha- we already have an, the same officiant that officiated the wedding that we're t- we're talking about, where we met. He's going to be doing our wedding as well. See, is, is he? Uh, maybe we can have maybe we can have a joint a joint uh, a, a officiant uh, type thing happen. I'll just translate. Like he'll do like some kind of the vows, and I'll be like, "But this is what it really means if you're going to marry a dude as a degenerate." Do you know? Do you know ASL? Do you know sign language? We can maybe have you know, like the they have the, the people doing uh, sign language. Yes, that's exactly it. Oh my god, <laughs> I look forward to seeing you both at the wedding, Brian, you and Evan Young. 
Um, I am so glad you guys came on the podcast, and I'm so glad you guys have played in the contest. Evan, you can't you can't win again. You've won, but Brian, listen, you've got dreams. You can aspire to something bigger. <laughs> yeah, now that now that teams have come out, uh, I can I've already started uh, brainstorming and, and writing things down. So get ready. I am looking forward to the wedding, Evan. I'm really excited for you. My wife and I, you can seat us anywhere, really. Like, <laughs> okay. We're like instant table chemistry. Beautiful. Can't sit, wait. Sit us with Brian, I, Brian and his girlfriend. <laughs> I will. I will. I, I was going to joke. I was going to talk to you, you know, on the phone like two weeks from now when I, when I win the contest. But you're saying I shouldn't even enter? All right. Yeah, the, the, go ahead and enter. You know what? <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like an official you're going to win anything contest anyway. So go ahead and enter. <laughs> I mean, hey, just talking to you and Scooch, that's, that's something, right? It's winning. You're winning at life. <laughs> winning. Winning in life. There's nothing in the house rules that says you, you can't win uh, more than twice, more than once. There you go. Rules are rules, Chad. Uh, yeah. The only rule is that there are no rules. <laughs> Evan, I'm excited, exactly. I'm excited for you. Brian, I'm excited for you. Listen, I want you guys to get out there, and I want you to promote people joining the contest because it's super, super fun. And so thanks for coming on the show today, guys. Will do. Thanks and we'll see you guys at the uh, live pod. Tomorrow we'll see you, Jeff. That's right. We're going to the live there pod, go. baby. We're we got a live pod. pod. You're going to be there. That's awesome. <laughs> Everyone go. Everyone go so Chad's not uh, scared that no one's going to go. Text me. Text me when, uh, when you get there. Will do. All right, man. Yeah. Talk to you guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right, Scooch, that was our last show before the Super Bowl. The next time we have a podcast, it'll be live from Foley's in Manhattan, 33rd and 5th, 6 p.m., January 28th. Go sign up, actionnetwork.com slash favorites. If you want to enter the Get Your Prop Up in Vegas contest with Scooch, go to favoritesprop, P-R-O-P, at gmail.com, favoritesprop at gmail.com to enter Download the podcast from Apple Podcasts, radio.com slash the Action Network, anywhere else you get your podcasts. Until next time.